Hi there, I'm Tanya Stokes and welcome to my podcast. It's the Tanya Stokes podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. Now, if you are new here, hopefully you will become a part of the family. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, send me an email at info at tanyastokes.com or give me a call at 704-756-2752 or 704-884-5882. So let's get started. So I, last week I told you that, um, you know, I decided that, you know, whenever I have an idea or a feeling, I would just drop it on my podcast because, um, I'm not as, um, consistent as I should be, uh, with this podcast. So I'm going to try and do better. So today I had this idea to talk to you guys about your avatar. Have you heard that? Like your ideal customer avatar? Like after a while, a lot of this stuff is confusing. So let me give you a little bit of context. So I am working on a project. And of course, for this project, I have to do some research. So every now and then I'll research something and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is good. I've got to share this with my people, right? So I'm here sharing this information with my people. So buckle up. Let me know what you think. Info at tanyastokes.com or 704-756-2752. Once again, thank you for joining me on the Tanya Stokes podcast. So I remember when I relocated to the area, I knew exactly what my demographics were. Like I knew that that person was 25 to 54. They were corporate people, uh, career driven, um, and makes about 70,000 and up. And if they were not there, they were on their way, you know, maybe recently graduated from college, um, still in corporate because I live in the second largest banking capital of the world. So most people here are either in banking or in the medical field, go figure. So I knew exactly who my target market was, right? Then recently I heard that it's not enough to know the demographics of your ideal customer, but you've gotta know the psychographic. And I was like, what in the world? are we talking about here? (laughs) So your psychographic is all about the personality of the person. It's about um, their interest, uh, their family, likes and dislikes. Do you enjoy indoors or outdoor? Do you like cooking or do you prefer ordering out? Um, And then who and what gets you going, you know, who are your favorite influencers? Um, What is your religious affiliation? What is your political affiliation? How do we gel? How do we connect? And while I'm sure you're like me and you're like, who cares? Who cares? Buy my product, right? Or buy my service. Well, this stuff is very important. And I think, this is just Tanya thinking out loud. I think that you could, you could grow by knowing both the demographics and the psychographics of your clients, right? 
And I also think that not all this stuff is relevant to your business. It's not. But then the more I think about it, some of this information makes the client a great client, but maybe not so good of a friend. Like, yeah, 25 to 54 makes 70 plus, you know, um, corporate, always looking for the next thing, always going from good to great, getting that next promotion. Great client, right? But if you're going to come in here and be a Bible thumper, if you're going to, you know, beat me on the head about political affiliations and why I should be vegan or why I should try edibles, then we are probably not going to be good friends. But you could still be a good client. Do you understand where I'm going with that? <laughs> I'm telling you. Because even with my demographic, the demographics that I just shared with you, um, our conversations were always centered around making more money, having a healthy relationship, and growing both individually and professionally. If you don't know already, I am a hairstylist and a real estate agent. Most of what you hear on this podcast is just about business in general, right? But let's entertain Tanya, the hairstylist. So as a hairstylist, I'm with you for at least an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes longer. As your hairstylist, I'm not just sitting there doing your hair. We are having conversations. We're talking about the kids. We're talking about the husband. We're talking about the boyfriend this week and the girlfriend this week and this is my best friend and oh, I hate this person and I'm going on a trip. Like we're, we're doing all the things and all the feels. So eventually your psychographic matters regardless of my target market. It's nice to know who you're, I like to say who you're dating. I say this sometimes. I said this sidebar. I said this one time to a young lady and I said, hey, we're dating. We're in this relationship forever. And looking at the psycho part of it, <laughs> the psychographic part of it, she was like, oh my gosh, Tanya, you just took my breath away. And the whole time we're laughing, right? And, and this is something that I say all the time. Like um, I'll say, how long have we been dating? Oh, wow. We've been dating for 10 years. I know everything about you. So with this young lady, I said, I'd only been doing her hair for a couple of years. And I was like, hey, girl, we're in this thing for the long haul. This, this is a, a lifetime thing. And she was like, Tanya, you just took my breath away. And I was like, why? She said, she started sharing a story about, you know, when she got married, it was something about um, the minister when he counseled them. He was like, you know, till death do us part. You guys are going to be together for life. You guys are going to be together forever. And she said, even though they were just in the, the counseling phase of uh, this marriage, she was like, every time he said that, it took my breath away. And she was like, when you said it, it just did something to me. I was like, that's weird. And we kind of laughed about it. And of course I asked her to share. And she was like, I don't know. It's just something about being with someone 
forever for the rest of your life. That is scary. So we talked about whether or not she had commitment issues and things of that nature. And uh, long story short, um, her marriage didn't last long. Um, I think she said her marriage lasted about three years and it was maybe three years, two and a half Rocky. So about six months. Um, and for some reason, it's almost like watching a movie, you know, you're watching a movie and they're trying to solve the problem. And then somebody says something random about cheeseburgers. And then the head detective says, that's it. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the cheeseburger, but it was about the context in which the person used you know, the word or share the story. So it's interesting because that's exactly how it happened with her. Um, long story short, she's no longer a client of mine either. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it was the till death do us part thing, but um, it was just a, some mental stuff going on there. So I digress, but uh, yeah. So when you think about it, we're not just doing hair. Like we're, you know, we're in a relationship. We're dating, we're dancing. We're hanging out at the salon, right? Because let's be honest, like even with you, you probably work at a corporation or you could be in a salon. And some of these people you are okay working with, right? Your boss is really cool. You don't mind working with them. If he switched companies, you're okay with moving with him because, you know, he does all the things. But outside of work, you probably don't want to hang out with the boss just because there are probably some things about him psychographically that you guys are not on one accord with, which happens a lot. And we saw a lot of that during um, the George Floyd and COVID and, you know, cops pulling black men over and asking for things. The guys are complying and they still shoot them. And then one person's like, why didn't he just comply? He did comply. Did you hear the cops say, give me your license and registration? Did you hear the kids say, hey, I have a gun in the glove box because I was told, you know, when I got this uh, license or certification to carry a gun that I need to let you know. And the cop says, cool, we'll still give me your license and registration and the gun. And when he reached for the gun, the cop shot him. So you have one group of people that are just like, yeah, but he didn't comply. At what point did he not comply? So once you realize that about your people, you're just like, mm, no, we can work together, but I don't care what you do outside of work. I don't care what type of food you like. I don't care if you prefer Facebook over Instagram. I don't care what your favorite color is. I don't care what type of music you listen to. And I don't care your, about your political affiliation, right? But then in this research that I did, they were like, it's important for you to know the psychographic of your ideal client. Okay, I'll buy that. I'm gonna take it a step further. Do you know your customer avatar? Do you even know what that is? It helps you do a better job of targeting your customer, right? Um, your ideal customer avatar is just one person. And you give that person a name, a career, you give that person a hobby, with all the information that you have about that one person, 
you were able to craft a marketing campaign. The great thing about your avatar is you're creating the person or the business that you are excited about working with. So that's a little different from saying, oh, you know, the demographics of my audience is 25 to 54. They're corporate people. They make X amount of dollars a year. It's male or female or both. There's a difference in that in, oh, the psychographic of my client is, you know, their religious affiliation is this. Um, their political affiliation is that we enjoy, you know, hiking and anything outdoorsy. We eat healthy, you know, or, you know, that person is open. They're not gender specific. Um, we like the same influencers. You see the difference? Like one is about where you went to school, what type of education you got, how much money you make family background, that whole thing to, we don't care about any of that. We want to know how you get down. We want to know all the feels, what makes you feel good, you know, who you associate yourself with. That's about the psychographic. Now let's talk about the avatar. So based on what I told you earlier about my target market, let me tell you about my avatar. My avatar, my avatar is female. Her name is Denise. She is non-denominational, but spiritual. She's in her mid-40s, um, recently single. Uh, she has very expensive taste. She loves to shop and get her hair done, and she must have a massage all done um, shopping is weekly, getting her hair done and her massages and her nails are bi-weekly. These things must get done. She travels often. Um, she is career driven. She works out at least five times a week. She's in management. She has no children or her children are grown or out of the house. And once again, she eats healthy and um, she has weekly meetings. She's a foodie. She has no pets. That is my ideal avatar. Now, let me help you understand how my avatar helps me target my ideal client. My avatar is career driven. So I'm going to market to that. And I've always done it anyway. Career-driven people, whether they're entrepreneurs or in corporate or whatever you do for a living, if you are driven and you're all about what's next, what's next, what's next? Okay, I make a hundred thousand. I made a hundred thousand this year. I want to make a hundred and fifty to two thousand next year. Every time I talk to you, we're talking about what's next, what's next, what's next. And if you are a client. Now you're like, oh my gosh, this chick does it all the time. No, baby, it's not a setup. I genuinely care about what's next for you. So this woman cares about how she looks. Remember, she shops weekly. She gets her hair and her nails done bi-weekly. She gets her massages bi-weekly. She cares about how she looks, 
She cares about how she shows up around her friends and her coworkers. And these things must be done on a regular basis. She cares about whether or not she is moving up the corporate ladder. And with most of my clients, I talk to them about starting a business. You should start a business. And here is why. I say it all the time, man, you are lucky if you listen to one of these podcasts that doesn't say, and if you are in corporate America, you need to start a side business because I think it's important for you to work just as hard for yourself as you do for someone else. So if you work nine to five from 530 to nine, you should be on your grind for yourself and for your family, right? And get this, most of my reviews, most of my reviews says the same thing. Her place is clean. um, She doesn't keep you in there long and she's skilled. And the crazy thing is sometimes skilled comes in last, sometimes skilled comes in first, you know, but the bottom line is those three things always show up on my reviews. Always, always, always. I love talking to Tanya. We always have a good time. You know, she's very efficient and her place is clean. It is so important. Now, cleanliness, oh my gosh, that is major for me. A friend of mine said the other day, she was like, I bet your place is spotless at home. I said, it actually isn't. It isn't spotless at home and my car isn't spotless. I said, but you know what is spotless? My salon. You know why? Because I hate going into a dirty business. I hate going into a salon where the person has the place looking like they wasn't expecting me. I like to walk into a business feeling like, oh, they cleaned all this stuff up just for me. They have this place smelling good just for me. I hate walking into a business where you see somebody on the side folding towels or you see a bag of towels sitting in a chair or the salon is just messy and nasty. I hate that. And I always say to the the students coming out of cosmetology school, how would you feel if you went to the doctor's office and the assistant said, oh, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, let me change this paper, you know, from the last person that was just on the table. Or if you went to a restaurant and the waiter said, oh, hang on, let me wipe this table. Now that does happen sometimes. It happens a lot with me because sometimes when they, when they seat me in a place and I'm like, mm, I like to be around sun. You're like, I, I need that. I need the sun to hit me. I got to feel all the feels, all the energy from nature. So if you sit me in the back or in the corner, you know, you can't sit baby in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to always ask you, like, what about that table as I grab my stuff and head on over there? And I'm okay if you have to clean it up because you wasn't expecting, like, you didn't intend to sit me there. So, you know, um, But just think about you, like change your mindset. How would you feel if you walked into a business, you're getting ready to drop a grip on this person? Like you're getting ready to drop at least $100 on this person and the place is nasty. How would you feel? You would probably walk away and you would talk stuff about, oh, you know, they could do a better job with, you know, cleaning the spot. So my ideal 
avatar wants a clean environment. And it's crazy because some stylists will say, well, Tanya, you know, I'm not OCD like you. I am not OCD at all. And I don't know why some people say that as if to say you're doing too much. No, you're not doing enough. You should try it. It feels good to come to work and you don't have to move things around so somebody can sit down. Like, what are we doing here? But I digress. So anyway, my ideal avatar, I just told you who she was, right? She's Denise. She's in her 40s, no kids, career-driven, where kids are grown and gone, loves to look good, loves to feel good, wants all the feels, very intelligent, you know, so we talk about all the stuff and the feels and, and all that good stuff, right? But where is she? Where is this person on social? Where is Denise? Let me tell you where she isn't. Denise is not on Instagram or Facebook. She's not. Some of the Denises are, right? But that's not where I go to find Denise. I go where, think about what we said the psychographic part of Denise. Think about the stuff that she likes, what she enjoys, what she probably reads, what she probably watches, the fact that she loves to travel. Denise is not on Instagram looking at pictures and people twerking. She's not on TikTok watching people twerk either. She's not. But only you know where your Denise is. I know where my Denise is. And I push most of my marketing to that area. So when you don't see me on Facebook, or well, I'm not on Facebook anyway, but when you don't see me on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that, it's because I'm out here marketing to Denise. And Denise thought she found me on her own. Nope. And I didn't even put her in a funnel. I did not. I baited her the old-fashioned way. True story. Yesterday... Today is Wednesday. Yesterday, no, today is Tuesday. Yesterday, Monday, I went to South Park Mall just to walk around, you know? I went to South Park Mall and I went to um, Nordstrom's. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the makeup counter, get some stuff. So, um, of course, they can't do your makeup uh, like they used to because of COVID. So, the girl was sampling some stuff on the side of my face and, um, so we were talking and then she started talking, even though I had my real estate badge on, she asked a question like, what do you do? Which was weird <laughs> because I had the real estate badge on. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm a realtor, you know, I sell houses. And um, she was like, oh, and she paused for a minute, like, nah, chick, it's something else that you do. Cause somebody else came up and her hair was amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, your hair is amazing. I love that. Love that. Love that. And then my, <laughs> my, um, my sales lady started talking about hair and then she was just going in about her hair and how she had it colored and this, that, and the other. And she put it up in this ponytail. So then I was like, yeah, I said, you know, you have to be careful too. Cause I'm telling her about, you know, repetition and how that affects the hair and this, that, and the other. And she was like, what is it that you say? <laughs> She was like, what is it that you said you did? And I was like, okay, so I am a real estate agent and I am a hairstylist. So then she said, 
I still did not give her a card. I gave her a card for um, real estate, but I did not give her a card for the salon. So um, then she said, um, never ask my name, but my name was on my badge. And before I left, she said my name. So I knew she saw the badge. But then she said, so where do you work? And I said, I work at New Faces International. Instantly, this woman says, that salon is in the university area, isn't it? Listen, I gave her the biggest smile behind that mask, right? Because in marketing and advertising and business school, we always tell students, everywhere you go, you give people your card. You give, 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 give. You give your card so much to the point where when you try to give someone your card, they'll say, I have this card or I heard of this place. So when she said, they're in a university area, right? I was like, all right, go on new faces with the marketing. So I said, yeah, they're in the university area off of W.T. Harris. I didn't get into the, I own a hair salon, new faces and Tanya Stokes are one in the same. It's me and two other stylists. I didn't even get into all that. I just repped my salon because I don't think it's important to know oh, who owns it. I mean, for some people it is. Um, but then for some people it isn't. And for me, I don't really care who owns it. I just need to know if I will be able to get my hair done and what time do you have a slot available? So I thought that was interesting. But guess where, guess the other unique thing about being in Nordstrom. My Denise shops at Nordstrom. My Denise also shops at South Park Mall. She shops everywhere. She shops everywhere. But her favorite mall, her favorite place to shop is South Park Mall. Do you get where I'm going with this? So yeah, it's good to know the demographics of your target audience, right? And it's also good to know the psychographic of your target audience. But when you take the time to create the avatar, your ideal customer avatar, it takes you to the next level because you're giving this person a name. You can see her face. You know where she works and shops and you know what gets her going. And from that, you could put together a marketing strategy to meet your Denise so that by the time Denise comes in and meets you face to face, You've already met her. You already know what she's going to say. You could almost finish her sentence. I'm telling you, I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up, but I think you must do your research and use the analytics on social media to help you. But overall, the work falls on you. Okay. It work. The work falls on you. Um, and you can benefit a lot from knowing the psychology and the sociology of your ideal client. It's better to target your market and ideal customer avatar. You get that? It's better if you target the market as well as your ideal customer avatar.
Good luck. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm Tanya Stokes for TanyaStokes.com and the Tanya Stokes podcast. <laughs> Hit me up at info at TanyaStokes.com or 704-756-2752. That's going to do it for me. Uh, until we talk again, you take care and uh, I'll see you soon. I'm Tanya Stokes. Bye.